Hi, I'm Pastor Robbie Barrett, and I want to take this time to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen to a life-changing Word from God. And I pray that as you listen to these podcasts, that it will shape your way of thinking and that you will be walking in the fullness of what God has for you. Have faith without operating in faithfulness. By the end of this message, we're going to clearly see by the Word of God whether that is true or not. Now, if you read right here, read what this says. It says, Know therefore that the Lord your God, He is God. The what? The faithful God. How many knows He's faithful? Absolutely. There is no doubt on anybody's mind in here this morning that God is faithful. He is a faithful God which keeps His covenant and mercy with them that love Him and keep His commandments to a thousand generations. Can I let you in on something here this morning? It has nothing to do with this this message, but here you go. Those of you that are believing for your loved ones to get saved, this is your scripture to stand on. Because he said, your loved ones down to a thousand generations will belong unto you. Somebody needs to give God some praise here. Because God is the covenant-keeping God. Deuteronomy 32. Read this right here. It says, He is the rock. His work is perfect. For all His ways are judgment, a God of truth, and without iniquity. Just and right, right is He. Go to the uh, 2 Timothy 2. It says, If we believe not, Yet he abideth faithful. Therefore, why? Because he cannot deny himself. So the Bible declares that God is faithful. Amen? We sing songs because God is faithful. We praise him because he is faithful. Faithful to what? Faithful to do what he said he would do, right? Faithful to act out what he says he believes. Amen? And all you got to do if you want to know what God believes and, and how he thinks and what he feels, all you have to do is read from Genesis. Genesis to Revelation and you will see how God feels about things. You will see how God sees things and what He considers right and what He considers wrong and what He considers to be good and what He considers to be bad. And you will see that God is always faithful to what He says. Can somebody say amen on that? We thank God, don't we? And we sing songs. Oh God, you are faithful. I thank you for being faithful. I praise you for being faithful. But what does that really mean? What does that mean? Let me tell you what that means. That means that we are praising God because He has faithfulness with His faith. I want to I stop right there and get that to you. The reason why we are so thankful for God being faithful, what does that even mean? This is what that means. We, it means that God is always faithful to His faith. Say that with me. God is always faithful to what He believes. Say it one more time. God is always faithful to what He believes. Hebrews 11.6 or 11.3, excuse me. What's it say? It says, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that the things which are seen... which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So we know by the Word of God that everything that God believes and everything that God uh, believes in and has faith in, He operates in it. Amen? So we, we know by the Word of God that God does nothing apart from faith. 
Amen. He does nothing apart from faith. Whatever He's doing in your life is because He believes in you. That ought to make you shout in here this morning. Whatever God delivered you from, it's because He believes in you. you don't, some of you don't understand why God's wanting to bless you. You don't understand why God delivered you and brought you out of this and brought you out of that. But let me tell you why. Because God believes in you. See, God is faithful to that which He invests in. Somebody give the Lord a shout and a praise in here. God is faithful to what He has invested in. Whoo, Jesus. So it's clear. Write this down. So it is clear that God never does anything except what He believes in. So so watch this. So God never believes in something that He's not faithful to. I'm going to preach here in a second. I'm going to take my time. God is never unfaithful to that which He believes in. Right? Everybody agree with me? Amen. That's why we praise Him. That's why we declare, Oh, Lord, thank You for being faithful. What are we saying? Thank You for doing what You believe in. Thank You for being faithful to that which You believe in, for that which You say. Psalms 138, what's it say? It says, I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for your truth. For you have magnified the word above all thy name. You know what, you know what one translation says? It says, you uphold your word above your own reputation. So it's clear that God is not going to believe one thing and be faithful to something over here. Somebody say amen if you're getting this. i got to lay the foundation this morning. It is very clear that if God believes in something, that His faithfulness is driven, is drove towards that which He believes in. Guess what? You are the same way. You and I are the same way. You say, what are you saying? You are faithful to that which you believe in. How many knows faithfulness is action, right? Words are cheap. Faithfulness is what? Action. So watch this. I cannot say I believe something and then be unfaithful to it. See, you need to get this in here today because there's a fad going around. There's a new teaching going around. You want to know what it is? There's a teaching going on today that you and I can believe God and and trust Him and have faith and know who He is and know what He can do and yet be unfaithful to the things of God. There is that teaching. Do you all know that? Are you aware of that? I mean, we're preaching today, there are a lot of people preaching that you can absolutely be full of faith and be absolutely unfull of faithfulness. How can that be? When the very God we are praising because He's faithful always does, all His actions always line up with what He believes. 
So my question to you again, I'm going to present to you. Is there faith without faithfulness? Can you have faith? Can you be full of faith? I mean fully trusting God, fully believing Him. Oh, I know He's the deliverer. I know He's the healer. I know He's the provider. And so on and so on. Can you do that and still at the same time not be faithful to what God said? Turn to your neighbor and say, he's making me think. So what the, watch this. Does this mean that we can believe God for what he said, but never know what he'll do? How many times do you hear that in church? Praise the Lord, God can do this and God can do that. Will he do it? I have no clue. But I know he can. Right? Don't that sound so wonderful? I'll tell you one thing, it don't sound wonderful when you're going through it. When you need a healing, when you need a miracle, it doesn't sound good. But you see, this is what we're doing today. There's a, there's a new teaching going on that we can have faith and not be faithful. And guess what? Then that means that God has to be the same way. And this is how so many people have treated God. Are you ready? They'll quote a promise from God and then write the next thing that comes out of their mouth, I don't know if He'll do it or not. I don't know if He'll heal you or not. I really don't know if He's going to deliver you out of this trouble. I don't know. The Word says He does. But we know by experience, right? Sometimes He does and sometimes He doesn't. Well, then for us to, sit, to, to stand up here and sing, Lord, thank you for your faithfulness, would be hypocrisy. Right? We, you know what we're doing? We're declaring that God is a hypocrite. Look at some of you. Did he say that? We're decla- Listen to me. Why? Because watch this right here. You know what a hypocrite does? And I'm going to give you the definition here in a minute. They say one thing. What they believe, and then they do another. So we get up here and we say, God is this, God is that. Oh, He'll do this, He'll do that. But when it comes right down to it, we don't believe that He'll do it. Amen. Watch this, Proverbs 26. It says, most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness. But a faithful man, who can find? Let me say it one more time. Can we say it in our today's language? Most people think they're faithful in their own eyes. But who can really find a faithful man? Now, today, listen, for us to answer this question, is there faith without faithfulness, we've got to understand what faithfulness truly means. Amen? So today, now, we're going to dive in and we're going to learn what faithfulness means. And guess what? I'm not here today to give you man's interpretation of faithfulness because our interpretation is twisted. Amen? Another scripture says that man is right in his own eyes. But how many knows that's wrong? You see, that's why I thank God for the Word. Because you want to know why? Because you and I both need the Word. 
We need the Word to keep us straight. We need the Word to keep us on track. Why? Because a lot of times when we think we are faithful and when we think we've got everything down pat, we look in the Word and say, "Uh uh-oh, we're missing this and we're missing that. Can we just give God some praise right now for the Word? Hey, it's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So today, I'm not going to give man's interpretation of what it means to be faithful. I'm going to give God's. Are you ready? Let's deal with the Word now. I'm going to give you my our view. I'm going to say our. Our view. And then I'm going to give you God's view. Are you ready? Our view when it comes to the Word. Here's our view. As long as I get it on church on Sunday, or if I pop the radio on going to work, that's good enough. Come on, don't look at me funny. Right? That's what we think. That's good enough. Hey, I'm getting the word going down the radio, going down the road, listening to the radio, I'm getting the word. Turn my favorite televangelist on. Hey, I'm getting the word. Hey, I go to church on Sunday morning, I'm getting the word, right? That's being faithful to the word, right? But this is what God said. Here's God's view. 2 Timothy 2:15. He says, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So therefore, this is what God says. For you to be faithful to the word, you've got to study it out yourself. You need to get into it every day and study in that word. Amen. I Thank God for uh, radio ministry. Thank God for television ministry. We've got those things. But you know what? There's nothing that takes, play, takes the place of getting in the Word for yourself and studying that Word and let the Word talk to you. Can somebody say amen on that? So God says for you to be faithful to the Word means that you study to show yourself approved. How many knows what you do when you study? What do you, you don't just skim over it, do you? How many is in school right now? Lift your hand. College, something. Lift your hand. Got Dave and this one, that one in the back. Now watch. If you just skim over your homework, are you going to be ready for tomorrow? No. What do you have to do? You have to study. Right? That means you have to get into all the details and make sure you're catching everything that the words and the paragraphs are saying within that book. That's what you and I, what God wants us to do with the Word. He wants us to get in the Word and not just read over it, but study it, right? He said, consume my Word because it's sweeter than honey. What did He say? He said, it's sweeter than honey to my mouth. So we study the Word. We get everything that we can get out of that paragraph and what I love about God is watch this you come today and you get something from that chapter you can come tomorrow and get something completely different why because the word is living and it's breathing somebody give him praise so when God says be faithful to my word now you know what he's saying study to show yourself approved let's look at church now what does it mean to be faithful to church This is our view. If I don't have any plans, I'll be there. Or if I'm here or there every once in a while, that's good enough. This is our view of faithfulness to church. This is God's view. Hebrews 10, 24. It says, And let us consider one another. Do you know that when you don't come to church, it's a form in ways of selfishness? Do you want to know why? Do you want to know why we gather together? For each other. 
Yes, I'm well aware that many people come for me, myself, and I to get a blessing. But the fact is that God has called us all together to help one another, to be a blessing to one another. Because there's gifts that you have that I don't. There's things that God is telling you that He's not telling me. And see, we need each other. Amen. We need each other. So what did He say? For one another. Consider one another. When's the last time you've considered somebody else? Well, if I don't come to church tonight, will so-and-so be blessed? We don't think like that, do we? We think to ourselves, if I don't come to church, it ain't hurt nobody but me. Amen? But that's not true. Consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Verse 25. Not forsaking the assembly of the brethren. Or of ourselves. Let's say it again. Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together. I can be a Christian and stay at home. Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves. What? Together. Yes, I can have Jesus' time at home. But it does not take the place of the assembly of ourselves together. As the manner of some is. How many knows there's some today? I can stay at home and be a Christian. Right? But exhorting one another. Where do we build each other up at? Here. Exhorting one another. So much the more. And you see that the day is approaching. So he said it should be even more of a necessity because we know that Jesus is coming soon. How many believes that? Jesus is coming soon. So he said it ought to be more on your mind to be in his house. 1 Corinthians 14 26, it says, How is it then, brethren, when you come together? Somebody say, come together. Every one of you have a psalm, have a doctrine, have a tongue, have a revelation, have an interpretation. Let all things be done, what? To build one another up. God didn't give you the gift of prophecy to stay at home. God didn't give you the gift to sing or to preach to stay at home. When I first started out, I started preaching to squirrels, but I had to graduate. Amen. I had to graduate. There came a time where I couldn't hide that word any longer, but I had to get it out to the multitude. Because you want to know why? That's who it was for. Amen. Somebody grab your neighbor and say, I need you. I need you here. Hallelujah. So what's all this going on? I can praise God at home. I could prophesy at home. I could preach at home. No, that's not what he said. He said, when you come together, you're going to praise. You're going to prophesy. You're going to preach. You're going to build one another up at the church. Now, last scripture. Go to the next scripture, Dave. Acts 2. I believe it's Acts. Do I have Acts 2, 42? Ah, man. Can you pull it up real quick? Oh, he's got it. Acts 2.42. It's coming, Mary. I feel it. Acts 2.42. Yes, Lord. I need a drum roll from somebody. Here we go. He said, and they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. 
and breaking of bread and in prayers. What did the church do? They steadfastly gathered together in fellowship. What? In doctrine and in praying. Now, I thought I had a verse up there that had the word church in it. Now, hold on, I do, but it's later. All right, we'll go to that later. All right, so listen. So that's what God says about church, right? Is everybody clear on that? What God says to be faithful when it comes to church. Work. Let's deal with work. That's something you don't hear me talk a lot about, but let's deal with it. Our view is this. Just get in there, do your time, right? Nine to five, eight hour, 12 hour, whatever you work. Just get in there, get it done, and get home, right? Do enough to get by. And we've even got this attitude. We're doing our bosses a favor by working there. Now, don't raise your hands if that's how you feel, right? I'm doing them a favor from working there. That's our interpretation of what it means to be faithful to work. I know y'all didn't want to show up this morning, praise God. But here's God's view. Colossians 3.23. It says, whatsoever you do, do it heartily. In other words, with all your heart, as to the Lord, not unto men. My boss doesn't deserve this and this from me. You're not doing it for your boss. You're doing it for the Lord. Wave at me if you're here. Amen. I come to hear a word today. I didn't come here to talk about my job. But let me tell you something. How many wants out of their job? Come on, it's all right. How many wants out of their job? How many wants something better in your life? There's nothing wrong with that. You want something better? Guess what? Until you faithfully do where you are now, you're never going to get better. <laughs> Woo! Praise God. Proverbs 11.1 1. A false balance is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is His delight. If your job is 9 to 5, within that 9 to 5, you need to give your best effort. Don't cheat your boss. Look at somebody, I'm never coming here again. That's what God means with faithfulness to your work. So we dealt with the Word, we dealt with church, now we've done with the work. Let's go to gifts and callings. Amen. Here's our view with our gifts and callings. It's mine to use when and where I want to use it. Bless God, I sing in the shower. That's not where He called you to sing. Bless God, when I want to preach or when I want to prophesy, then I'll prophesy. That's not what He said. See, our view of faithfulness when it comes to the gifts and callings. How many knows you're gifted and you're called? Lift your hands. Say, that's me. God has placed gifts in you. He has called you to do a work, a great work. But our attitude is this. It's ours to do with whatever we want. Let me tell you a big... No! It's not ours to do with whatever we want. 
What did Paul say? He said, God forbid, woe unto me if I did not preach this gospel. He didn't say, well, I'm going to preach it whenever I get time or whenever I feel like it. He said, if I don't preach this thing, woe unto me. Can I, come on, give him praise. Can I say something to you this morning? If you're called to sing and you don't, woe unto you. You called to preach and you're not preaching, woe unto you. You called to prophesy, you know that God tells you stuff about people and you're not saying it, woe unto you, right? It's the same thing. That's our view, right? And watch this it's not a necessity for me to do it at a place of meeting, parentheses, church. Right? If we are gifted and called, we think that it's for out there. Right? It's not, it doesn't matter if I show up and use my gifts as long as I'm doing stuff out there. No. Because the Bible is very clear that the gifts and the callings that He's placed, He's placed to edify the church. Not somebody at the dollar store. Come on, somebody. Well, I just got somebody to dial store. We got to preach and play. That's good. That's great. But you better make sure you're at church using your gifts also. Somebody say amen. Wherever God has called you to go to church. Here's God's view. 1 Corinthians 12, 28. And God has set some in the church. Where? In the church. Some what? First apostles. Secondary prophets. Thirdly teachers. After that... Those that work miracles, then gifts of healing and helps and governments and diversity of tongues. Ephesians 4.11 It says, And He gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers. Why? Go to the next one. For the perfecting of the saints. Somebody lift your hands and say, That's me. Why do we preach? We preach... For you, we sing for you, we teach for you. Why? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the what? The building up of the body of Christ. It's for your benefit. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say, church is for your benefit. It's not benefiting God, it's benefiting you. Go to the next verse there. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. Now, can anybody, uh, can anybody answer that question? Are we there yet? Not even close. So, if you don't come to church, and I'm talking about on a regular basis, if you don't come to church, if you're one of those Christians that believe I can stay home, because I've been hurt too many times, I've been this and that, blah, blah, blah. If you're one of those, guess what? Then you're saying that you're a perfect man. And I got news for you, you're not. We need church until Jesus comes back. Somebody give the Lord some praise. We all need church until Jesus comes back. Now that word church right there, in the Greek, now I looked that up, because a lot of people think, well, it's not the building. That's not the church. The church is us. Wherever we're at, that's all that matters, as long as we're glorifying God. Wherever I'm at, I've got church. 
that's wrong. This word here that uses this, go back to, uh, go back to 1 Corinthians 12, 28, Dave. This word here, church, means this right here. And I'll read it to you. You can look it up if you want to. It is the word for assembly. Assembly of a group of people. So when God says, I have placed gifts and callings in all of you, when He said it was for the church, He wasn't talking about for sister, brother, so-and-so. He was talking about a building. Wherever you gather, whether it's in the gymnasium, whether it's in your backyard, whatever, wherever you gather, somebody say, we need it. Okay, let's move on. So watch this. So there is no faith without faithfulness. I just answered that question, right? What did I ask you earlier? Can we live and operate by faith without faithfulness? The answer is no. Say that with me. There is no faith without faithfulness. Let me say it again. There is no faith without faithfulness. There is none. There is no such thing. For me to say I believe that God is going to bless me is for me to be faithful to my job and faithful to paying my tithes. Come on. That's for me. I cannot say that I believe that God is going to bless me and halfway do my work and barely show up to my job and don't pay my tithes and don't give. and don't. I can't do that. That would be me doing what? Being a hypocrite. Amen. You may not like this anymore, but it's good. It's good. We need this in here this morning. Because we bit into a lie that we can believe God. That's all you hear out of here. I believe God this. I believe God that. Well, the Bible says, show me what you believe. Show me. And you know how you show what you believe? Through your faithfulness. Because let me tell you something. You will. Always be faithful to what you really believe. I don't care what you're saying. When it comes right down to it, you will always be faithful to what you believe. Hallelujah. James 2.17, what's he say? He says, even so, faith, if it have not works, change that word works for faithfulness. If it have not faithfulness, it's dead. It's dead. For us to go around talking about what we believe and how we believe this and how we believe that and we have no faithfulness to it. Can anybody answer me the question of why the world thinks most of the time the church is a joke? Can anybody tell me? Would you like me to answer? Let me tell you why they think we're a joke a lot of time. Because we talk about a God that can do this and do that. And when something happens to us, we don't look to that God that can do this and do that. We look to everything else. And the, and the world laughs. Where's that God that heals you? Where's that God you've been talking about that blesses? Where's that God you've been talking about that sets you free? Come on, where's He at? It's time that you and I get faithfulness with our faith because that's, the, that's how the God that we praise is. He always has faithfulness with His faith. He always is faithful to what He believes. And let me tell you something. If God said He's going to do something, you can always take it to the bank. He's always going to do what He said. Somebody shout hallelujah in here. He's always going to do it. So you know what? You and I got to be the same way. If we say we believe something, we got to be faithful to it. 
How many believes in church? I believe in church. Then I got to be faithful to it. How many believes that God has a job for you to do? Then we, bless God, we got to be faithful to it. Amen? It may not be the job that you want, but guess what? God knows what you want. And when you're ready, God's going to give you what you desire. See, that's what happens. He exalts those that are faithful. And I am living proof in here this morning that you cannot stop a faithful man of God. I don't care what hell comes against you. I don't care what devil comes against you. As long as you stay faithful to God and steadfast saying, I'm not going to move. I'm still going to do what God's going to tell me. I'm still going to preach. I'm still going to praise. I'm still going to worship. The devil can't stop you. Somebody shout, hey, if you're getting this. He cannot stop you. Why? Because you're acting just like God. (laughs) I'll never forget what God told somebody one day. They were getting prayed for, for healing in their body. You know what He said to them? He said, faith or healing is not about what you feel. It's about what you believe. You can apply that to anything. Prosperity is not what's in your bank account. It's what you believe. How much do you trust God? How much are you ready to act out on this faith? Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody listen to me. The woman with the issue of blood. The blind man. The man with leprosy. All these people. You know what they did? They done something before they were made whole. Why? Because faith without faithfulness is dead. How many is faithful to their job? Don't be ashamed. Raise your hand. I guarantee you, you always make sure you're there, don't you? Why? Because you're faithful to it. Amen? If the boss says, you're not getting off till 6 o'clock, where are you going to be? Exactly. Why? Because you're faithful to it. But if the boss is calling you up, hey, where are you at? Oh, I want the job. Oh, I believe you got a job for me. But you don't show up. What's that boss going to do? He's going to say, I don't need you. Why? Because you're not faithful. Mm -mm -mm. Some of you, you've been going here for years now. I guarantee you there's some times you wanted to slap my teeth out. There were some times you wanted to grip me up. But let me tell you something you will never be able to say about me, that I didn't preach you the truth. Praise the Lord. I preached you the truth. Why? Because I love you enough to preach to you the truth, uncompromised. Because I know what it takes. And if any of you want anything in God, and I know you do, put your faithfulness to it and watch. Watch. Watch what God does. So let me say this again. There is no faith without faithfulness. That means it makes no difference what we come here and say what we believe. If we're not demonstrating it with our actions, we are what? Hypocrites. You know what the definition hypocrisy means? Let me read it to you. It's a practice of claiming to have beliefs to which one's own behavior does not confirm. When it comes to anything we're believing God for, do you know what most of us do? 
God does this, I'm going to do this. Right? I'm trying to open your eyes this morning because we want to grow, right? We want to get to where whatever we pray for happens. Whatever we speak, it comes to pass. Then you got to listen to me. We're waiting for the symptoms to reside, to fade away before we jump up and say, I'm healed! Thank you, Lord! Can I testify this morning? I want to thank God for healing my body. We want to wait to give when we see money start flowing back in. Oh, brother, but I believe that God provides. Mm, I believe that God heals. For you not to be a hypocrite, you've got to put action behind what you just said. Amen. For me not to be a hypocrite, i got to put action behind what I just said. If I stand up here and I preach to you every week about being faithful, and then when church time shows up and you don't know where I am, I'm a hypocrite. Amen. I love what this other definition says. Let me read this to you. Right? I love what uh, the Webster Dictionary says. It says... To be what one is not or to believe what one does not. Behavior that contradicts what one claims to believe or feel. I love what one saying said. It says, your actions are speaking so loud I cannot hear what you're saying. (laughs) Woo! Won't that burn? Hallelujah. 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 Your actions are speaking so loud, I can't even hear what you're saying. You want the world to stop laughing? Be about it. Come on. Be about it. If we're going to sing about a God that does wonders, then let's be about it. If we're going to sing about, come on, we're going to sing a God that heals and delivers and sets free. Praise the Lord. Let's be about it. I would love the hospital to be the church. I would dearly love it. I would love the church to be the bank. You say it can't happen. Oh, yes, it can. Somebody say all things are possible to them that believe. Glory to God. So, Psalms 33, 4. It says, For the word of the Lord is right, and all His works are done in truth. One translation says, All His works are done in faithfulness. So let's establish it here today. Because if we're going to have faithfulness with work or with faith, then we've got to see how God operates, right? So as I said earlier, we praise God for being faithful. Why do we say He's faithful? Because all of His works are done in faithfulness. To what? Faithfulness to His Word. Now I'm going to help you in here today. Because God gets a bad rep a lot of times. 
Because you hear people say, well, if God was this and this, then He would heal people. He would deliver them. He wouldn't let them die of this and die of that. And He wouldn't let bad things happen to this people and that people. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you how God operates. How many believes I know how God operates? Listen to me. God has bound Himself to His Word. I need you to catch that first part. He has bound himself to his word. So that means, watch this, he will not do anything that will contradict what he said in his word. Not ever. He will never do it. Watch this. And he is established in his word that the only way that he will heal... Bless, deliver, anything is He has established in His Word that you must believe that He will. Right. Amen. Everybody agree with that? It's very clear. You must believe it. And when we say we believe it, it's not just sitting here saying, well, I believe it. What did I say? You are always faithful to that which you believe. Amen. If you believe that gasoline will run your engine, you're going to get in there and hit the gas pedal every time. You're going to be faithful to do it, right? Because you believe it. But if you put water in that gas tank, you're not going to hit that gas pedal. You're going to be running around, Oh, Lord, I can't believe I just did that. Right? You are faithful to what you believe. So watch this. God has bound Himself to His Word. So watch. Begging and crying and pleading doesn't get it. I'm going to help you today because I believe there's some in here that needs healing. You need prosperity. You need this and that. And I'm going to show you how to get it. Crying and saying, oh Lord, please. I beg of you. See, that's what the church is. Oh, Lord, please. Oh, Jesus. That don't do anything. Because you know why we're doing it? We're doing it out of fear. Out of fear. Not out of faith. God has bound himself. Watch this. If he does it that way, then he's got to apologize to every person that truly believed him. God, watch this. God is not moved by need. He's moved by faith. Write that down if you take a note. I'm going to help you today. God is moved by faith, not by needs. How many knows that the world is full of people that need? Woo! Full. They need this, they need that, they need that. Do they get it? A lot of times they don't. Right? There are people today that's going to die of cancer. There are people today that's going to die of starvation. Is it God's fault? No. It's not God's fault. He's the life giver. Amen. He's the life giver. But we get in a mode of need. Right? Oh, Lord, I need this, I need that. The woman with the issue of blood, if there's anybody that could have went to Jesus and said, Jesus, I need... 
If there's anybody that could have went to Jesus and said, Oh, Jesus, help me, Lord, and cried and just, just broke down, and it could have been her. Amen. It could have been her. But she didn't do any of that. Before she ever even touched him, she said, I'm going to touch him. I'm going to be whole. And watch this. Let's get her background now. She had already been suffering for this for 12 years. Had already spent everything she had on all the physicians and all these other things. Tried everything else and it didn't work. How many know she had every right to be that way? She had a need. But you know what healed her that day? Faith. What did he say? He said, daughter, your need has made you whole. He didn't say it. He said, daughter, your crying has made you... No. What did he say? He said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. You were faithful to what you believe. What does she do? She said, if I touch the hem of his garment, I know I'm going to be whole. She didn't stop there. She said, I'm going to apply faithfulness to my faith. I'm going to walk over there in that crowd. I don't care how many people I got to push out of the way. I know I'm not even supposed to be here because I'm bleeding. But bless God, I'm going to touch the hem of his garment. And by her faithfulness with her faith... She was made whole. And let me share the good news with you this morning. If you apply faithfulness with your faith, you're going to be whole. You're going to be blessed. You're going to get joy. You're going to get peace. You're going to be made whole again when you apply faithfulness with your faith. Somebody say it again. There is no faith without faithfulness. Hmm. Luke 16.10 He that is faithful in that which is least faithful, which is least, is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least of a thing is unjust also in much. Write this down. This is something the Lord gave to me. Watch this. You ready? The quality and quantity and quantity you put in is determined by the quality and quantity you put into where you are. I'm going to say it again because I want you to get this. The quality and the quantity. How many wants much? Yeah, you do. Of where you will be. How many wants to be somewhere else than where you are now? Yes. Is determined... So if you want that, it's determined by this. The quality and the quantity you put into where you are now. Does anybody need me to say that again? So you can get it. Because I want you to get it this morning. So when Jesus says, if you're faithful over little things, I'll make you ruler over much, He's saying this, the quality and the quantity you put into where you are now will determine how much you get later. What we want to do is, we want to put a little bit of quality and a little bit of quantity, and we want a whole lot of quality and a whole lot of quantity. The only problem is it doesn't work that way. Amen. If you love me, say amen. You don't have to like me, but love me. (laughs) 
If you're in here, this I asked you earlier about your job, and some of you said, I want a better job. Well, guess what? You can't halfway do this job you've got now and expect God to make you a CEO. No, no, no. Well, my boss doesn't appreciate me. My boss doesn't see all the time and the effort. Well, I serve a God that does. Somebody say amen. I serve the God that sees every little thing that you do, not just at your job, but everywhere you are. He sees every ounce of error, even in this church service today. God took note and witnessed every bit of quality and quantity you put in this service. It's the same thing with church. We could come in here with the attitude, well, I'm just waiting on a big, great, and mighty church service until you start putting a whole lot of quantity and a whole lot of quality in the services you have now. You're never going to get to those big and great and mighty church services. Somebody say amen. Somebody say it's tight, but it's right. Galatians 5.22. This one's really going to sting. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and what? In the Greek, it does not say faith. The Greek says faithfulness. Let me break this down. Write this down. The Greek doesn't apply the word faith but the word faithfulness as the word for faith. So what am I saying? Let me, let me do it in a nutshell. The word in the, the Greek for faith is the same word used for faithfulness. So if you look up the Greek definition of faith, you will read in the, the description of faith, faithfulness. So, in the original text that the Bible was written in, does not separate faith from faithfulness. Whew, that's good. Turn to your neighbor and say, that's good. It, while we separate it, yeah, we like to separate it. In God's eyes, there is no separation. Now, you look at the word faithfulness. Faith to the full. To be faithful means you are full of faith. How many wants to be full of faith? Be faithful. Be faithful. Be fa- There's no magic pill. I'm sorry, there's not. You're not going to wake up one day and have full of faith to, be, to move mountains and all this. No. But you know what it starts with? Faithfulness. 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 You take the gifts and talents that God has given you, you be faithful to it. As you've heard me say this before, I am where I am today because God, I was faithful to God. Where I was, whatever church I was in, serving under a pastor, I served with everything I had. If they needed me to praise, to do praise and worship, I was doing praise and worship. If they needed me to pray for people, I was praying for people. I would show up an hour early just as I show up an hour early now. It's no difference. Why? Because I wanted to be faithful to God. That's what I believed in. And whatever I believe in, I put my faith towards. Amen. And because I did that, God raised me up. And He's going to do the same thing for you. Same thing. We say God is no respecter of person. That's true, but He is a respecter of faith. Yes, He is. So watch. <laughs> I'm going to say this. All of us in here, we are 
well believers of the Holy Ghost and the baptism, right? And the speaking of tongues and the shouting and the dancing and the hollering and all that. We are firm believers in this, right? Guess what? We have no business to speak in tongues because if we're not faithful, because the same Spirit that's driving us to speak in unknown tongues is the same Spirit that's driving us to be faithful. I'll praise Him. Y'all don't have to. I'll do it myself. How many believes that? Even if you don't like it, we believe it, right? Because the same Spirit that's driving you to speak in tongues and shout and cry and dance and hoop and holler, that same Spirit is also the same Spirit that's driving you to love. He's driving you to have joy. He's driving you to have peace. And He's driving you to be faithful. Amen. So if we will not be faithful, here, let's do it on the flip side. If we're going to cuss out people, we have no business speaking in tongues. Somebody say amen. amen. Because the same Spirit that's driving you to speak in tongues is the same Spirit that's driving you to love. It's no difference. So I, what I'm trying to tell you is, Faith and faithfulness are hand in hand. There is not one without the other. Even in the Greek, the same word is applied to faith and faithfulness. The same word. Somebody shout hallelujah if you got it. <laughs> I got one more scripture because I think that's all we can handle. Somebody come on up and play the piano. 1 Corinthians 4, 2. 1 Corinthians 4, 2. It says, moreover, it is required. Say it with me. It is required in stewards that a man be found what? I don't believe all this faithfulness. He's always preaching. Well, the Bible says if you're going to be a steward, you know what a steward is? That means something that has... that. Someone that has something that you don't, but they entrust you with it. Somebody say, that's God. How many knows that God has things that you want that you don't have? Okay. For God to trust you with them, He says, it is required. Not suggested. Not, it's, it's nice if you can do it. No, it's a command. It's required that you be found faithful. Now again, not our idea of faithfulness when it comes to the Word, the church, when it comes to our gifts and callings, when it comes to, to anything else. It's not our interpretation. That's why we have the Word. It's by God's interpretation of faithfulness. How many want something in God? How many knows what to, how to get it now? Bless God, brother, I've been believing, believing, believing. Well, it's time you start walking out, walking out, walking out what you've been believing, believing, believing. And you're going to receive, receive, receive. Amen. You're going to receive. Stand to your feet this morning. Hallelujah.